The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this, it's made in the U.S. of A. America. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our special promo code armchair, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast. All right, everybody, welcome to a Friday edition of the St. FBR podcast. Today is our final free episode of Andrew's Grades column that he writes for patrons on our patron website. And uh, Andrew, Miami game, it's passed, no one really cares, but I think we need to stand up and applaud you because you hit on some really interesting things about the roster. Uh First of all, you called that Chris Banjo was in trouble with this roster, and I was like, what? They signed him in the offseason really fast. Like, he's not in trouble. And you called that with J.T. Gray uh, pushing him off the roster. Yeah, J.T. Gray is the grim reaper of the 53-man, bottom half of the 53-man <laughs> roster for the second year in a row, costing guys we expect to make the team a roster spot. Um, I explained this a little bit on our big show, but – you know, I, I think Sean Payton actually alluded to this, too. Uh, he said that he really felt like they were really deep at safety, and he maybe gave us a little precursor to this by saying, we are going to have some really tough decisions to make at safety. And, you know, I took that to mean, especially when JT Gray played so well. I mean, he, he really got an extended yeah. look at safety, and he played so well these last two games, uh, tackling really well, just, having a good feel for angles to ball carriers. Um, and and he was good on special teams, too. He made a tackle on special teams. Look good there. So it just all added up to me to, hey, they've got a young guy that's a good gunner, that's shown some potential on special teams, that, you know, is, is starting to make the leap at safety. And that's the thing a lot of times. Like, if you are able to hang on to a job long enough to develop, um, 
You know, that's that's where special teams can really help you. Yeah, because have a you career. could just, you could just get a you know, and it's not that JT Gray is going to ever be great at safety, right? We're not saying it's not saying he's going to become Ed Reed or something that Saints uncovered a diamond. But just being around and getting the reps and, and being in the meetings and understanding what the Saints want him to do at safety, they become comfortable with him, and then it becomes a thing where Sean Payton can can say, you know what? I feel really comfortable if we had to play JT Gray for a little stretch at safety, and I don't feel that same way about Banjo, so we're taking JT Gray. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it it sucks to lose a guy like Banjo. I mean, you just hate to see that happen. Um, But when you look at the two rookies, I mean, usually when you get a bunch of rookies, a bunch of draft picks, several of them don't look very good. Or in in last year's scenario, all of them didn't look good. You know, so there's going to be times where you're going to cut draft picks. They pick two guys at safety, Saquon Hampton and Chauncey mm-hmm. Garner-Johnson. I, I think both of them looked fantastic in training camp. Now, Hampton was injured for the latter half of it um, and didn't get to play as much, but looked really good before the injury, and Chauncey Garner-Johnson looked good throughout. So I just think they hit – they feel like they kind of hit on these two draftees where, hey, these guys can come in and be backups right away. They can help us on special teams. And we like JT Gray. So there was just too much youth and guys that were stepping up. And so I felt like that was a signal that Banjo was out. And unfortunately, it looks like I was right. Yeah. So the other big call that you made on the roster was uh, you were you were singing the praises of Chai Tuttle uh, when you re- looked at the tape. And, oh, by the way, this is, people, this is why you need to subscribe to Andrew's grade during the year and pay the $10 because in his write-up for one of the preseason games, he, one of his main things that he, he said in his write-up and he said to me was, Hey, Chai Tuttle is looking good. I need to reevaluate what I thought was going to happen uh, at his position. And you were correct. Yeah. He, he was the guy listed as the best player of the defense in that game in that Dolphins game. And again, no one really cares about that. Um, and, and it's not a game that really matters, but, you know, I think when you look at the Saints specifically with Sheldon Rankins, a question mark to start week one, Onyemata is on the reserve list because he's suspended for a week. There was a need at that position to kind of elevate some guys. Um, and so there's some guys on this roster that they have to keep for a week. Now, there's also this question of what does the rotation look like in this game and who gets the boot once Rankins and Onyemata come back? So, I think Shai Tuttle may be short-lived. I think he may be on the roster just for a little bit because there's a need there, and then I think he's destined for the practice squad. Um, But, you know, for a lot of people that say that fourth preseason game doesn't matter, I think this illustrates that it does for some guys. A game check. Game check. One game check. Yeah. hell does matter. Absolutely. Yeah. So if he makes this team and he plays one game and he gets that game check financially, that's big for him, but also – I think it's just an opportunity that you saw his, his career was on on the line. His job was on the line. He was able to step up, play a great game against the Dolphins, and I think that weighed into the decision to help him make this team. You know, and here's the thing, right? He may only get one week, one game check with the Saints, and he may or may not be, you know, he may be active for one game. He may only play a dozen plays, but if he flashes in like two or three of them, 
and then the Saints cut him and put him back on the practice squad. Dude, NFL teams that have injuries on the defensive line, they'll see that tape against the Texans. They'll be like, hey, we need a D lineman. Let's sign the guy who made two plays against the Texans because everybody else has no has made no plays. You know? Yeah. So yeah. it's a it's a big, big opportunity for him. And the final thing, and I said it on the big show, and we can talk about it again, uh, I think Dan Arnold has – maybe become the 2019 version of Bryce Harris where he's going to be on the roster. They're going to cut him, sign him, cut him, sign him, depending on what they want to do game plan-wise. Well, I, yeah, that was another prediction I made um, that I thought the Saints would only keep two tight ends. Um, they end up doing that. Now, Dan Arnold and Elise Mack are both on the practice squad. Um, so you've got two guys that they can call up. They, they could even call up Dan Arnold before the game. You know, a lot of times the Saints – We'll have a guy on the practice squad, and right, you know, the day before kickoff, they'll call him up, and boom, they're on the roster. So a lot can change between now and next Monday. But for right now, I just felt like there were a few things at play at tight end. And the first thing is, I just felt like Jared Cook and Josh Hill were the only two that really demonstrated that they were clearly ready um, mm-hmm. to be, you know, counted on and be consistent. But that, that's the thing, like Darren, Dan, Dan Arnold, just he's just too inconsistent. And if you're going to be a tight end in this league that only really does one thing, and with Dan Arnold, that's very much catching the football, you better be damn good at it. Like if you're not a versatile tight end, you're a one-trick pony, you better be awesome at that one trick. And Dan um, Arnold is just nice at yeah. catching the ball. And, and I'm not yeah. even saying that because he had the big drop in the NFC Championship game. Even if he'd have caught that and the Saints had won the Super like, and they'd have gone to the Super Bowl and won it or whatever. Things that one play. Like, he'd still be in the same situation. Like, he's nice. He's nice. Gets some balls. But he's not like you, – you don't think Dan Arnold, you're like, wow, he's a matchup nightmare. Yeah. And it's the same with A.J. Derby. I, he, he, to me, is more of a jack-of-all-trades. He can catch a little bit. He can block a little bit. So he, he's a more polished, versatile guy than Dan Arnold. But, again – I saw some inconsistencies. I thought he, had, he I thought he looked good for the majority of training camp. I kind of had him slotted ahead of Dan Arnold making the team, um, but he played poorly in the Dolphins game. And again, when you think about do we keep Shy Tuttle or a guy like AJ Derby, I, I just they don't play the same position. They play on different sides of the ball. But I, I think the policy for the coaches is we're going to keep the best 53. And if they don't believe that AJ Derby can give them consistency then I think they'd rather just put Nick Easton out on the edge when they need a blocker. They might put Taysom Hill at tight end in some packages. You know, to, So the the point here is they can move some guys around. I think Kirkwood and some of the bigger receivers on this team can give you a lot of what Dan Arnold gave you. Yeah. So that, review, that wraps up the Andrews grades for the preseason. But we want to pitch to you again. You know, guys, look. You pay $10, you get Andrew's written grades, and you get this podcast. And the thing is, the people that don't pay the $10, they're not going to get the written grades, and they're only going to get one graded podcast a month where, like, me and Andrew, I'll be like, Andrew, let's review the first month of the Saints season. Let's review your grades. But they ain't going to get it every week, you know, and you're going you're gonna to want it every week because you're going to – what's going to happen is, is Andrew's grades will give you the ability to do what I do with Andrew on the phone and in text where I'll watch the game and I'll be like, oh, my God, that, that, that huge play that, that P.J. Williams made, did he, have a, did he have a great game? It felt like he had a great game. And Andrew will be like, you know, Ralph, he really didn't. He just fell on that one fucking fumble. 
he got roasted the rest of the time. Or a player that has maybe one bad play that sticks out, and Andrew will be like, no, no, the offensive line was fine. He just had a holding penalty in the third quarter, and Pete looked he looked really good. My grade for him was fine. And you want that sort of information for the Saints going forward to give you a deeper sort of understanding about what they're doing. I mean, look, we make jokes here, right, Andrew? Like that, that's, that's our thing. But you want to know what's going on because then you can understand – the, the what the weak spots and different things with the Saints, and you can get it. You can you'll just by reading Andrew's grades, you'll be able to predict kind of where the Saints are going to do moves and trades and that sort of thing, and it makes it more fun. Yeah, yeah, that's well said, and you know I think it's one of those things where, um, unfortunately, I, I I look somewhat like I know what I'm talking about just <laughs> with how my grades have gone and how the cuts have gone. So this, I haven't been this lucky in some seasons where. I feel like some guys look really good in that kind of anyway. So, um, anyway, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, uh, for better or for worse, it's something I've been doing for a long time. I, I, I'm excited to get it going again because I took, uh, was it a two-year break, Ralph? From, yeah. From grading guys. Um, but, yeah. but so it was enough time away that I missed it. But, I gosh, I did that for seven or eight years for Saints Nation for every game. And um, so for those of you that have seen the old stuff, uh, I've got got a lot of tweets and people that are excited about it coming back. So thank you guys for that. And, uh, yeah, I hope that some of you will sign up and get to enjoy it. And, you know, it's just $10 a month for the course of the season. Um, so hopefully you'll find some benefit in it. And if, if you're kind of, again, if you're one of those people that like to geek out, nerd out on kind of the details of the Saints and uh, maybe look under the hood at not just how Drew Brees played or how Alvin Kamara played, but maybe some of the other guys on the roster – uh, I really do a comprehensive grading system for everybody. So if, if you played in the yeah. game, I mean, if, if it's one special team snap, obviously I might not grade you, but you know, anyone that's playing, uh, you know, more than let's say seven snaps um, is pretty much, they're pretty much all getting a grade. Yeah. And here's the thing too, with the patrons, when the, when Andrew's grade article comes out, you can comment on it and say, Hey, can you give me a D? Can you, can you, I know you great gave Patrick Robinson a B minus, but can you really, go in depth on that when you and Ralph do the weekly podcast, or I want to know sort of you you grade the offensive linemen individually. How do you feel like they're doing as a group after a couple of weeks? You're going to, the patrons, you guys can ask those questions in the comments on Andrew's article and we'll address them in the podcast. So you'll get a more interactive with us as well. So just do it. It's Saints season. It's here, Andrew. I can't believe like, like last week, I know college football started but this week it's it's really here. Football's here. We had you know we had Packers Bears last night, and we have uh, LSU Texas tomorrow night, and then we have a full day of NFL games and the Saints Monday night. Like it's finally freaking here. And uh, I, I'm I, I I said you know in the offseason oh, I won't be as excited. The call will drain all that out of me. No no I'm totally back 100 percent and I'm ready for real football. Well, we're going to be talking more about this matchup, so you know there'll be plenty of time to kind of dissect this game before it comes. But yeah, I mean, in some ways it's tough because you got to wait till Monday if you're a Saints fan, and you're really going to start getting a taste of this with the Thursday night game, and then coming up to Sunday. Um, so, but yeah, we're here finally. We made it. You know, preseason is a tough grind. I think camp and preseason because you, you get a little taste, but it's really you're just not seeing enough of the real. It just doesn't feel authentic. Um, and man, that flip—you just feel it. It just switches. Um, so it's here, and we're pumped. I hope you're pumped, and we're gonna bring it fast and heavy, baby. 
Yes, right. Have a great football weekend, guys. Go LSU. Uh, don't go Atlanta. Hopefully Atlanta will lose and Carolina will lose maybe. And we will see you Monday morning for a pregame show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.